We're sitting there praying as God was moving and the choir was singing and just praying that God would have his willing way in every heart and in every life. Amen. Because that's his sincere desire. And it wouldn't bother me a bit if we just got to sit there and enjoy it all. Amen. Amen. We love to hear and see God move and work in people's lives. Amen. It's our fault that we don't allow God to do more in our lives. Amen. Somebody say amen. Amen. God wants to do far more than we're willing to let him so often, but I'm glad that uh, we can come together and we can find help in time of need and God will meet our need and comfort us and lift us and be with us through all that we encounter. It's good just to know him. Amen. Worship him. By way of introduction, I'll take just a moment. Don't fall asleep on me. Amen. Continue to pray for us just as you would Austin, but we will preach to you. For just a few minutes, if it be the Lord's will. By way of introduction this morning, I've got good news and I've got bad news. I'm going to give you the bad news first, amen. We'll get it out of the way and then I'll give you some good news, amen. If I were to ask you this morning what it is that you think Satan, Lucifer, the devil, all those names fit, if I were to ask you as an individual what it is that you think he's doing today, what would be your answer? Surely we would look to the scripture to find the correct answer because the scripture always gives the right answer, doesn't it? The book of Job, we find that there was a day when the Son of God came to stand in the presence of God. The Bible says that Satan came also. And the Lord asked him this question. He said, From whence comest thou? And Satan said, From going to and fro in the earth, from walking up and down in it. He's still doing that today. Listen, or someone else might say, well, doesn't the book of Revelations, I believe over there, maybe chapter 12, don't hold me to it, but doesn't it say that, that he stands in the presence of God and that he is the accuser of the brethren? That would be correct also. That's something that he's doing. But probably the one that sticks out in our mind the most today is what Peter tells us over there in his epistle. He said, be sober, be vigilant." Because your adversary, the devil, has a roaring lion. Not a fuzzy kitty cat, but a roaring lion. Walketh about, seeking whom he may divide. So we know and realize today that he is busy at work. We need only to look outside our front door or even in our own homes to find that Satan is at work and he's always wreaking Havoc, always tearing up, always tearing down, always pulling apart. He's opposed to God and everything that is good. He's opposed to you being here this morning. You know that? Hey, we have made him mad by assembling in the house of God. Amen. But that's all right. Amen. Me and him do, do have one thing in agreement. Amen. I'm against him and he's against me. Amen. That we agree on. But I'll tell you something this morning. There is something that is far greater of importance to him. There is something this morning that is even greater than the things we've described. You say, Brother Law, what could be more important than tearing down, than being destructive, and trying to tear people's lives up and trying to cause havoc? So in discord, the Bible says in one place, among the brethren, all the things that he does, there is one thing above all that he is more 
concerned with today than anything. And if the Lord will help me, we won't preach on this thought. Amen. He is the warden, the chief keeper of man's soul. Amen. Take your Bible, turn with us to the book of Isaiah just for a minute. Amen. He wanna hook me up. Amen. All right. All right. We'll get hooked up with this thing. Amen. Be button on green. We'll try to put that on. I'll let you do it. All right. I'll get my glasses out. The book of Isaiah. We'll get hooked up here. And I can't help but think sometimes about the scripture talks about plowing the fields of the Lord. Yeah, we'll put the thing out there. All right, I can do that. You got it on. All right. I always think back to when I was young. My uncle had a horse. <laughs> it, this, this, this kind of plowing here, it, it's, it's much easier than the kind he had in mind. You hook that horse up. I'm glad I had the opportunity to do it. It's a thing that's, uh, that doesn't happen much anymore. But he'd hook that plow up, and I was just 12, 14 years old, and he'd show me how to plow, and we'd plow them rows. We'd go through there and dig up the earth, and then we'd pull logs off the mountain. But I can't help it every time somebody talks about getting hooked up, think about that. But take your Bibles, turn with the book of Isaiah, chapter number 14. Isaiah chapter number 14. I want to start reading in verse number 12. Isaiah chapter number 14 and verse number 12. The word of God says, How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground? which didst weaken the nations. For thou hast said in thy heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt thy throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. They that see thee shall narrowly look upon thee and consider thee, saying, Is this man... The man that, that made the earth to tremble and that did shake the kingdoms. Listen now. That made the world as a wilderness and destroyed the cities thereof that opened not the house of his prisoners. Let's go to the Lord in prayer together. Father, we thank you, God, for this time together. I know we've prayed, Father. God, I, I stand in need of help today. God, we stand, Father, God, with thy word, with the open word, Father, before us. God, we pray that we would say or do nothing, be contrary to thy will or way, Father. God, we pray that you would take thy word, Father, and uh, God, you would apply it to the hearts of those that are here today. And Father, we'll be careful to thank you and to praise you for all that you do for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Notice the last, see, you can be seated. Notice the last statement uh, that opened not the house of his prisoners. Now, let me take just a few minutes and, and, and tell you a little bit about what we're talking about this morning. 
We're not talking about being in prison by bars where that we would be and visit someone in jail and see them behind bars because of some crime they have committed. But we're talking about soul imprisonment. Amen. A lot of people really don't even understand what a soul is. Well, the Bible tells us in the very first book of Genesis there, in the very beginning, the Bible says that God took the dust of the earth and He formed man. And He stood him upright. And the Bible says that He breathed into His nostrils the breath of life and He became a living soul. Amen. God gave Adam a living soul. He formed him out of the dust of the earth. He breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the Bible says that Adam became a living soul. Amen. So God is the giver of souls this morning. Amen. That's why every soul is precious. Every soul is dear because God is a creator of the soul. Amen. He gave it to Adam and therefore we have the soul today of man. But what part of the soul are we talking about today? You can't see your soul but you have one. Amen. It's inside of you. The, the soul is, is that place inside of us that, that is the seat of, of our affections and emotions. We either love or hate, amen, in the soul. The spirit is that part of man that is capable of knowing and reasoning. The body is merely a, a, a tabernacle for the spirit and the soul to dwell in. The devil doesn't care today about your flesh. Amen. As long as he controls the captivity of the soul. Amen. Are you with me so far? This means yes. This means no. We'll back up and go over it again if we need to. I want you to understand what it is we're trying to proclaim to you this morning. Satan's desire is to, is to keep in bondage the very soul of man. Amen. We find in the Word of God that he does that. Amen. That he we see today that you say, Brother Lord, it's hard for me to imagine uh, that my soul is in bondage. Amen. But listen, if you're lost this morning without Jesus Christ as your Savior, your soul is held captive by Satan. Amen. He is the keeper of your soul. You're free to go wherever you want to go, do whatever you want to do, but you will never fulfill that soul. Amen. You might fulfill the lust of your flesh. But the soul will never be satisfied outside of God. That's because Satan's prison house, the keeper of the soul, amen, as long as he is in guard of that thing, as long as he is the keeper of that thing, he's just going to keep you there in darkness. He's going to keep you there. Listen, listen, we look around today and we see so many people. We see so many people today. They cannot find joy. They cannot find peace. They cannot find any stability. They can't find anything to keep them going on. Most of those people, uh, a great majority of those people, amen, it's because their soul is longing for the Creator. The soul is longing for God who gave that soul. And they fill their lives with everything imaginable. They go from one thing to another. And it helps for a little while. You know what I'm talking about? You know how people fulfill the lust of the flesh hey they'll do this for a little while and then it don't work no more so they take a little more drugs or they drink a little
little more alcohol or they have another affair or they do something to try and find peace and settlement. But brother, there is none until God, the giver of the soul, releases that. Listen, hey, it's a terrible thing to be the soul to be in prison. Amen. But listen, I'll just talk about myself. Amen. You say, Brother Law, what do you mean? How does a man, when does Satan, does he come? And does he, does he take up residence? Does he, how does he in bondage our soul? How does he keep us in his prison house? Amen. Well, I'll just talk about myself for a minute. Amen. Hey, I once was in Satan's prison house. Amen. He was a keeper. I've never been behind bars. Don't nobody misunderstand me. There's probably a few times that I could have been, but I've never been behind bars. Amen. Physically, but the soul was bound. The soul was kept. It was held by the keeper of the prison, the chief warden. Satan himself had control over my soul. He wanted to keep me there. He wanted to kill me there. He wanted to doom me there. But thank God he had other plans. Listen, David said, Behold, I was shapen in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me. Here's a shocker for you. Amen. We're born. With Satan being the warden over our souls. That inner part of man. Let me back up just for a minute. Maybe you don't understand the importance of the soul. What did Jesus say about the soul? He said, what would it profit a man if he gained the whole world and lose his soul? What kind of value could you put on your soul? Because it's going to live forever. Amen. It's going back to God who gave it. This body will go to the dust. But the soul is going back to God who gave it. Amen. What profit? What, what, what would it profit a man if he gained the whole world yet lose his soul? And another place Jesus said, Not to fear them that were able to destroy the body only, but to fear Him who is able to destroy both body and soul in hell. Amen. Listen. Hey, the most valuable thing that you possess today is your soul. I don't care if you've got $10 million. The most valuable thing that you possess as an individual is your soul. Yet we can't even see it. But it is most value. Amen. But listen, I was born there. If you ever watch kids, Martha got me all choked up talking about the grandkids. It don't take much. But as much as I love them, as much as I cherish them, Hey, listen, I can already see the evidence of sin in their lives. Amen? And, 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 and it's sad to say that, 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 that we both share the blame in that, the Pattersons and the Yorks. Amen? Because they inherited it from us. You say, brother, what are you talking about? Because I was born with Satan. Have you ever noticed how the kids, and I love to watch them, and I've seen Becky tell Ethan something to do. And he's the youngest. And he don't realize he's telling a lie. At least I don't think he does. But, he, but, but, but she'll tell him to do something. And I've seen him more than once. Well, sometimes mama lets me do this. She'll leave the room. She might say, Ethan, go wash your hands for supper. She'll leave the room. Ethan wants to keep playing. I say, Ethan, you better go wash your hands. Well, sometimes I don't. I know that ain't true unless he can get away with it. But you see, what he's doing is what he wants to do. And he doesn't even realize that he's telling a story, that he's telling an all-out lie. And we called him another things. 
But it's just natural. I still love them. Amen. I love them with all my heart. But it's just natural. They don't understand their life. You see, we're born into this thing. Amen. Listen, but when we get older, we choose to sin. We get older. Eight, when he gets a little older, they're teaching him now. And soon he'll learn. And as he gets older, he'll learn that telling a lie is wrong. He'll learn that it's wrong to lie to mom and daddy. It's wrong to tell stories that are not true. We get older, we choose to sin. And a lot of people today are not only born in captivity, they don't even know they're there. Maybe that's why God sent us this way this morning. I was really, I was sitting there and enjoying the singing and everything. I said, God, I really don't even want to preach if you'll just work and do and have your way in every heart and life, God. I'll just sit right here and I'll be quiet. But maybe God wants you to know or realize you're here this morning. You can be in the house of God. Hey, you can have a water baptism. You can be joined to the church of, to the house, to the church somewhere. All those things are important. But listen, hey, your soul could still be in bondage, held captive by Satan this morning. Yes, sir. Amen. Oh, well, that's enough of the bad news. Let's get on the good news. Maybe you'll rejoice with me over the good news. Amen. Listen, as sad as it is that Satan has captivity. Over the soul of man. Amen. As terrible as it is. And as frightening as it might be. I'm glad that God. Amen. Made provisions. I'm glad that God made a way. Amen. Listen. I want to read to you some good news. It's found over here in Isaiah. You just have to turn a few verses. Chapters I mean. Amen. We're going to be very brief. We'll close here in just a few moments. Listen. Isaiah chapter 42, the scripture is prophet Isaiah's prophesying of the Messiah, Jesus Christ that would come long before he ever came. The scripture's written down here and it come to pass. But notice in Isaiah chapter 42, we'll read quickly. Behold my servant whom I uphold mine elect and whom my soul delighteth. I put my spirit upon him. He shall bring forth judgment to the Gentiles. He shall not cry nor lift up nor cause his voice to be heard in the street. A bruised reed shall he not break. And the smoking flax shall he not quench. Shall not, and he shall bring forth judgment unto truth. He shall not fail nor be discouraged till he have set judgment in the earth. And the isles shall wait for his law. Thus saith the God the Lord, he that created the heavens, stretch them out. He that spread forth the earth, and that which cometh out of it, he that giveth breath unto the people upon it, and spirit to them that walk therein. I, the Lord, have called thee in righteousness, and will hold thy hand, and will keep thee, and give thee for a covenant of the people, for a light of the Gentiles. Watch it now. Here it comes. Amen. To open the blind eyes, to bring out the prisoners from the prison, and them that sit in darkness. Out of the prison house. Amen. I want to look also at Psalms 102, 19. We're going to close just here in a moment. But I want to look at 102 and 19. You don't have to follow if you want to. The Bible says, For he looked down from the height of his sanctuary. From heaven did the Lord behold the earth. To hear the groaning of the prisoner. To loose those that are appointed unto death. Amen. Matthew chapter number 4 and verse number 16 says this. The people which sat in darkness saw great light. 
And to them which sat in the region in shadow of death, light has sprung in. Let me just for a few minutes tell you where I was at one day. Amen. Listen, I was bound up in Satan's prison house. I was free to come and go just as you are in this fleshly tabernacle. He would show me everything the world had to offer. He said you can go toward any of it. You can have any of it you want. You can fulfill the lust of your flesh. You can do all the things you want to do. But listen, there is one thing that he tried to keep me in darkness. And one thing that he tried to hide from me. You say, Brother Law, what's that? The gospel. The apostle Paul said, Hey, if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world, there again is Satan, hath blinded their minds. Amen. My mind was blinded to my need of salvation. My mind was blinded that my soul was in bondage. Listen, Satan is opposed to the Word of God because he knows it's the only thing that will deliver man's soul. As I sat in Satan's prison house for many 26 years of my life, amen, no joy, no real peace. God had blessed me, and I didn't even know it. I had family, and I had children. They brought that joy we was talking about sooner, and we still love them today. You know what it is to bring that into your life, but still there was something missing in the soul. The stole was still held captive. Nothing, nothing could ever satisfy it. Nothing could ever make it whole. Nothing could bring joy. Nothing could bring peace. Amen. So I continue to sit there. I want to tell you something, friend. We think about a prison. We think about darkness. Amen. Because the Bible tells us, amen, that, that my mind was blinded. We see and realize that Satan keeps his people in the dark. Amen. We think about a prison cell. We think about a closed door. And I'm going to close in just a moment. But listen, you consider a closed door where there's a little crack in under the door. I know you've seen it before. Amen. I learned that one of my grandchildren, actually both of them, uh, they like some light coming through. Last time they stayed all night with us, they said, hey, we want a little bit of light so we'd open the door a little bit so light would come through. Light is a good thing. Amen. Amen. Hey, but listen, as I said in Satan's prison house, amen, every once in a while, nobody, you hear me, nobody visits the Satan's prison house more than Jesus. Nobody comes by from time to time like him. There is no encouragement. There is no help outside of him. But every once in a while, looking back, there were times in my life, brother, where he would come by where I sat. And brother, I'd hear his voice and he'd speak with me as he walked up and down the prison hall as he would talk to others amen sometimes I'd hear the doors open for others sometimes I'd hear about someone being released being set free knowing the joy of God and I'd hear the shouting I'd hear the rejoicing I'd see them glory to God waving their hands toward glory knowing they'd been released but I continued to sit there in Satan's prison house. But every once in a while he'd come by. I see that light in under the door. He always knew when he showed up. Bible says he is light. Amen. The light of the world. Amen. He'd come by. He'd say, Lord, are you still in there? He knew I was. I said, yeah, I'm still here. 
I'm still in this place. Boy, he talked to me sometimes, but after a while, he'd go on his way. You say, Brother Lord, why did he not let you out? Why in the world? Listen, let me tell you something this morning. Hey, no one has ever escaped Satan's prison house. There's been millions upon millions been set free, but nobody has ever escaped on their own. You cannot get out on your own. Amen. Listen, it takes Jesus. Amen. Oh, my. But I remember one night on May the 26th, 1980, amen. Satan come by one more time where I was at. Soul being in prison, disheartened, sorrowful, amen. No joy, no peace in life, no hope. All that awaited me was death. All that I had to look forward to was death and hell. Hey, but listen, he come by one night, amen. And began to speak to my heart. You know what he told me most often? I love you. He never left. He never come by. But what he left, they didn't say I'm able to set you free. I have the keys of death and of hell, the Bible says. Hey, all you have to do is ask me. But I never ask. But before he would leave every time, he'd say, I still love you. I died for you. I gave all that you might be released from this prison you're in. Amen. And on that day, that day, just as he was beginning to walk away, I said, Jesus, don't leave me no more. I don't want to be in this place no longer. Hey, I don't have the ability nor the power to release myself. Oh, Lord, would you release me? Would you save me and deliver me from Satan's prison house? I heard the keys begin to jingle. Whoa! Hey, I heard the lock tumblers begin to click open. Hey, the bars flung open. And I'm free today because Jesus, hallelujah, set me free. Satan's prison house is a terrible place to be. Yet all that are seated here today, you're either in Satan's prison house or you've been set free. Amen. You remember what it's like when the prison doors was open? Hey, and your soul, the Bible says, if the Son shall set you free, you shall be free indeed. Hallelujah. I come out of that place, glory to God, of darkness and despair. I now live by the power of God who loved me and saved me by His marvelous grace. If you're here today and you're sitting here you say, my health's pretty good. I'm young, yet you're in bondage. Never been delivered from Satan's prison house. All you have to do is ask. All I had to do was ask. How silly and foolish of me not to ask in times past. You see, Satan was willing to give me everything but the one thing I needed. He was willing to expose me to all the filth and all the wickedness and all everything the world had to offer. But boy, he done everything in his power to shield me from the gospel. He done everything he could to keep me from getting down to that little church house. He put every obstacle in my way. But boy, I heard the gospel, understood that I was lost, understood that I needed a Savior. Hey, and I believed upon the Word of God. Hallelujah, thank God there is deliverance in His name. Are you here today? Are you in bondage? Amen. He ain't going to let you go 
People try to turn over a new leaf. People try to do better. And, that, and that's encouraging. But, friend, I want to tell you something. Not by works, lest any man should boast. By grace are you saved through faith. That not of yourself, it's a gift of God. That night, all I had to do was believe what he'd been telling me all along. All I had to believe was what my heart already knew, what the man of God had taught me, what the Word of God teaches me. All I had to do was believe upon it. All I had to do was have faith and believe that He was the Son of God, the Deliverer of my soul. Amen. Listen. Jesus will deliver you today. He will, by all means, if you ask, see yourself as a sinner in need of a Savior. Amen. And call out unto Him. The Bible says, for whosoever will. My mind goes back. and talking about the prison house for a minute. Amen. A lot of my friends are still there. A lot of my friends are still held in bondage there. They're still held captivity. Their soul is still in captivity. I don't care. They can't find enough liquor to drink. They can't find enough sin to get into. They can't find anything that will satisfy the soul. Because God is the giver of man's soul. And He'll never be satisfied till it's reconciled unto the giver. Reconciled with God. Is Jesus... Trying to do something in your life here today. Listen, Martha, you come. Every Hallion's doing an invitation, you come. Every Hallion's usually do it, I don't care. Whoever does what. Listen, I beg of you. I plead of you here today. Listen, I, I don't know the meaning, but God does. Maybe God wants someone here today to see really what we're trying to explain. We hope that we didn't confuse. We hope that we didn't confuse anyone by any means. We're talking about imprisonment. I keep pointing to the heart. It's not the soul. But it's on the inside. It's on the inside that you have a problem. It's on the inside. You see, when Jesus saved me, I still look the same. I got a a lot more gray hairs. But I still... On the same, on the outside as I was then. But boy, the inside's been changed. Amen. The inside's been changed. Amen. Amen. By Him. Let's stand our feet just for a minute this morning. I'll give you an opportunity. Maybe you're here. Maybe you're just visiting. Or maybe you come here. Maybe you're a member here. I don't know. Listen. Until the soul is set free. Till the bars. Till the prison doors open. And the shackles fall off. And the glorious light of the gospel, amen, shines in your life and shines in your heart. Friend, we will remain held captive. We will continue to live upon this earth. And Satan eventually will take us to hell where he longs for us to be for eternity. That's why his chief job is the keeper, the warden of the prison house. Every head bowed and everyone praying just for a minute, church. Church, you pray. If you're here this morning and you're in bondage, would you come this morning? Would you come and allow Jesus? You say, Brother Lord, what do I got to do? All you have to do is come. Believe upon Him. Receive Him into your heart. Believe that He is the Son of God. He died for your sins and rose again. 
That's all it takes is simple faith. Would you come this morning just for a few moments? I believe there's someone here this morning. God has been speaking to you. God has been working on you in times past. God has showed His love for you and His concern for you. And maybe even the people of this church have been praying for you and they've shown their love and concern for you. Yet you remain held in bondage because of your pride or stubbornness. Won't you come? Won't you come this morning just for a few moments? Someone in the house, will you come? I want to ask those of you who are here this morning, every head still bowed. Maybe you're here this morning. Your heart is heavy. You've got loved ones. You've got someone that's been on your heart and on your mind continually. They remain held captive by Satan. If you want to come to this altar and pray for them, you do that. God spoke to your heart about anything this morning. There's a lot of people here. You may be here, like the brother was saying earlier, you found yourself a little bit at a distance. You found yourself maybe just a, a, a little off. Hey, man, we all sometimes get that way. If you have a need this morning, would you come? Whatever God has spoke to your heart about, whatever he's put on your heart to do, would you simply do that this morning? Would you do that this morning? He loves you. He loves you so much. As people are praying, if you need to come, you come, you pray.